What is good? Happy Wednesday. It's already October 23rd. And a week from today, I will be on a plane to Disneyland. Yay! I mean, normally, any other person would be excited about this trip. But because I'm so anxious, I am feeling very stressed. I have yet to take my Xanax. I have a prescription. I haven't tried one pill yet. <laughs> but I'm feeling like the closer we get to this trip, I'm going to be popping them. Just kidding. I do need to take one at least before I step on the plane. So wish me luck with that. My name's Lisa Page, and this is episode 19 of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. Before I start rambling, you know what I got to do. It's Built Bar time. They just dropped a brand new flavor, coconut almond. It was announced I think on Monday, we got the bars, you know, because I am a Built Bar ambassador, of course. You know that. Uh, but we did get the bars earlier last week, and I wouldn't stop talking about this one bar. Now, I know I say it all the time. I love every flavor. There really hasn't been one flavor, except for the salted caramel. I'm not crazy about that one. But every other flavor that Built Bar has dropped, I've really been a fan of. I got to tell you, this new coconut almond is like an almond joy. It's essentially an almond joy candy bar dupe. So if you like almond joys, this is hands down 100% the healthier version of an almond joy candy bar, but it's not a candy bar. This one's actually good for you. If you buy a full box and it could be of any flavored bar on builtbar.com, my good friends over there are going to hook you up with two free bars of the coconut almond. Again, you got to get a full box. Please don't message me and ask me if uh, Bill Bar sends out one bar. No, girl, they don't do that. Order your box of 18 and you'll get your two free bars with that purchase. BuiltBar.com. Enter Lisa at checkout for your discount. All right. Today's episode is dedicated to decluttering all your crap. A couple of you asked me to do this podcast because you are maybe going through a nesting phase like me. I'm always in a nesting phase and you want to just get rid of all your stuff. And here's the thing with me and why I find it very easy to just toss things and donate things. I'm not emotionally attached to that stuff. My mom is fascinated by this characteristic of me because that is not her. My mother holds on to everything, everything. And I think one of the reasons why I get so bugged out when I go to visit her is because her house has everything in it from like when I was four. I love my mother. Memes, if you're listening, I love you, but you have an attachment problem. And I know you are very aware of this. To give you some background, my mom loved the lady. She's the best. But my mother can't throw out anything. She finds it hard to toss a box of expired Ritz crackers. This is the level of attachment I am talking about. And for someone like that, trying to declutter just even a closet is impossible. And I think the fact that it comes very easy for me to get rid of things or give away things, donate things, or toss things is because I grew up in a house that felt stuffy. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. Again, mom, if you're listening, my mom just can't throw anything out. So we lived in a house that was always, I don't want to say messy. It wasn't messy because my mom did keep a clean house, but she also shoved everything in the cabinets. Like if you go to, if you went to open a cabinet with our plates, medicines, Tylenol, the dog's bones, a sleeve of cookies, you know, like plastic forks would all come spilling out onto the counter. And that's how it was. My mom is brilliant. Like she is a pro at shoving all the things 
into a closet. Just like pack it all up in there, mom. Pack it up. It's like a Tetris game. How can you fit all these boxes on top of a vacuum and you got your hand held and you're doing coats and mittens and everything else, shoes, boots, backpacks, memes, knows how to stuff a closet in a tiny closet at that. So this really does, I believe my like obsession with keeping a clean house stems from living in a house where there was just stuff everywhere hidden away from people, but I knew it was there. I mean, I could not walk into any closet and pull anything out without 114 things falling on top of my head. That is the truth. And my mom knows it. Once I got into my own place with Stu, and don't let Dr. Laura hear this because she would be so pissed that we shacked up before marriage (laughs) and we shacked up for a long time before we got married. But when we got our first place, of course I couldn't wait to, you know, decorate it back then. If you knew my style of decor, you would shoot yourself. Shouts to my husband for really, really loving me through my butterfly phase because we had a butterfly shower curtain. Our bathroom was full of butterflies. God love the man. God love the man. Thank you, honey. Uh, But, you know, I just loved having my own place. And I've always been an organized person. I've always been obsessed with cleaning. I just don't like clutter. And so, again, coming from a house where we just had a lot of crap everywhere, I always knew that once I got my own place, it wasn't going to be like that. To this day, I'm completely anal about keeping my house clean. And with kids... That is sometimes impossible. I'm a realist, uh, but I try and keep things in order as best I can. There are definitely days where everything is everywhere. It's on those days. I'm like, tomorrow, when the kids go to school, I'll come back and I will Marie Kondo the shit out of this house. But for now, it is what it is. I want to start off with my closet because this is a big one for me. And I do about three to four huge cleanouts of my closet a year. The first rule of thumb is when you come back with something, one top or seven tops, you want to ask yourself, what shirts have I not worn in the last six months? You start from there. And then you go through and weed out all the stuff you know you have not worn in the last six months. And that's where we begin. I do this all the time. I will come back home and I will bring my Nordstrom or Nordstrom rack bags into my closet and I get my little huggable hangers, not sponsored, but they are the best hangers and they definitely save you a lot of space. But I will get out my hangers and I will hang the new stuff. And at the same time, I'm going through and looking at tops or sweaters, cardigans, coats, hoodies, all of it. And I ask myself, well, have I worn this? Do I really like this? Do I want to donate it? And that is my tactic. The same thing applies for like shoes, sneakers, hoodies, sweaters, just anything in general that I haven't worn in six months, it's got to go. I'll donate it. I'll give it away. Whatever. I just want it out of my house. When it comes to the kids stuff, I do this a couple times a year too. I'll go through all their clothes. And again, I will pack a lot of it up and hand it down to some of my girlfriends who have younger girls. And I know they can use Ainsley's clothes, all of her cute clothes. I love hand-me-downs. They're the best. And if you have a girlfriend that's going to hook you up with hand-me-downs, take advantage of that. Take advantage of that perk in your friendship. Last January, I think it was, Stu and I were so deep into our closets that we had plans to go to a matinee that afternoon. And we ended up missing the two matinee times and actually ended up going at night because we were just in it to win it, man. We were both 
getting rid of so much stuff in our closets. It just felt so good. And once you're on a roll with sifting through things and sorting through a lot of your stuff, you don't want to stop. You do not want to stop. So that's what we did in January. I'm going to have to make him do this again because he got rid of more stuff than I did. I'm talking like six bags, I think. Yeah, six landscaping garbage bags full of old clothes. Stuff that was too big, stuff that was too small, just stuff that is not in style anymore. And I hauled it off to our local donation center. So that's my attack on our closets. When it comes to like the kitchen, the pantry, uh, my spice cabinet. Every few months, I will pull out my little step stool because, hello, I'm five feet. Yeah, I will pull out my step stool and I just bring a garbage bag into the pantry with me and I go through all the stuff that is expiring or has expired or is close to expiring and I know we're not gonna eat it by said date. That all goes in the garbage. I toss it all. Same deal with the spices. If I'm looking at a container of cinnamon and it's expiring in uh, November of 2020, now I know not all spices really do expire by that date, but to be on the safe side, I will throw it out. I'll throw it out and just get a new thing of cinnamon, whatever. I'm not the biggest cook, so can you imagine what my spice cabinet looks like? It's actually kind of pathetic. We have salt, Himalayan sea salt, pepper, I think EVOO, and a few other, you know, necessary spices or seasonings. That's about it. Over the summer, I tackled my Tupperware cabinets. I have no idea why I had 300 pieces of Tupperware. I don't cook, so I have no leftovers. Luckily, I have a brother who likes to cook, and he happens to live on his own. So fortunately, I was able to give him, and I still give him, tons of stuff that I end up not using or I don't want anymore. I mean, I've given this kid a Keurig. I've given him a Ninja coffee maker. Not only that, but like furniture, tables, lamps, all the way down to K-cups. You know, I just thought I'd be into a certain flavor. I'd have one cup and hate it. I just give it to my brother and he takes it. As far as keeping things organized, keeping all of my kids stuff together, I got this awesome idea from Ainsley's teacher this year. She suggested keeping a basket on your counter to keep all the papers from school together and in order. That way you have a place to go and look through them at some point during the week or on the weekend when you're not so crazy, running your kids everywhere. I don't know about you, but I rarely have time during the week to sit down and actually go through all of their work. You know, so I just throw everything in this cute basket that I bought from Home Goods. It looks nice on my counter. It doesn't look messy or cluttery. And that's where all their stuff from school lives until the weekend when I can go through it all. I love this idea and shout out to Mrs. King for hooking a sister up. Moving on to the shoe situation. If you have kids, chances are you have a pile of sneakers sitting by some door in your house. Maybe it's a mud room. That's great. We don't really have a mud, well, we have a laundry room, but we don't come in through that part of the house. 99% of the time, we're all coming through the garage, which immediately dumps you right into our main living space, our kitchen in our family room. We have sort of an open floor plan. So it's just one big, huge room. But by that door, we enter in through, I have a big big ass wicker basket that I bought from Home Goods years ago. It is fantastic. And my kids know as soon as they walk through the door, their shoes come off and they go in the shoe basket. That's what we call it. Yes, I am that crazy psycho mom that makes your kids take their shoes off when they enter Casa de Page. That's the rule. And uh, my kids are very aware of that rule. They will call you out if you come into the house with your shoes on. I am so psychotic about it. 
I went as far as ordering a hundred of those shoe muffs from Amazon last year or the year before. You know, the little shoe booties that a lot of workers, well, they're supposed to be putting over their gross shoes when they walk into your house. A lot of construction guys, contractors, they should be doing that. They are not a good contractor if they're walking into your house to give you an estimate of some sort and they don't have the shoe boots on. But I even make my cleaning girls wear them when they come in. If they're going to be upstairs, especially because we have carpet upstairs, which I hate. And the second my husband gives me the green light, I'm ripping it up. I want to put hardwood floors up there so bad. Like that is in my five-year plan. My husband doesn't know this yet. He soon will find out, especially if he listens to this podcast. But anyway, getting back to gross carpet. I never let anybody upstairs with shoes on, not even my own mom. Oh yeah, upstairs on my carpet. That is a big no-no with shoes. We don't do that here. Leave them at the door. You know, come to think of it, because I never even mentioned this, we do not have basements in Texas. I don't know how it is in other Southern states, I don't even think Florida has basements, but we don't have basements. So this is yet another reason why I don't want extra clutter and stuff hanging all over the place because I have limited space to put it all. We do have, thankfully, a garage. Like, it's a detached garage. A lot of people put like a third car in there if you have one, but most of us use it as storage. And thankfully we do have that because if we didn't, we would be definitely renting a place. Now we do have a good amount of attic space and that's where I throw luggage, the Christmas lights, Christmas wreaths, all of my six foot skinny Christmas trees from Hobby Lobby. Basically anything that I really don't need to go up in the attic for more than once a year. While we're sitting here talking about my attic, I know this is so riveting. But our attic is off of our game room and now it's making me think of what I have in that space that has kept things clean and organized throughout the years. And it's these really nice land of nod storage bins. Um, And I remember years ago when we first moved here, my husband who works with uh, Glenn Beck, we were over at Glenn's house and his wife Tanya had these really nice land of nod bins for her kids at the time. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, these are perfect. They're stackable. They don't take up a lot of space, but they also look really nice. They're not cheap. I'm going to order some. So I did, and we still have them up there. I probably could get rid of a few of them, but I don't want to just yet because there is a lot of things that Ainsley likes to throw in there. She still likes playing with logs, those Lincoln logs and blocks. So those are perfect little bins to keep all of her loose stuff in. And again, it looks clean. They aren't cheap. They're very nice looking. Uh, So yeah, that's what we have up there. When my kids were younger, I did not want my downstairs looking like a damn romper room. I didn't want you to walk into my house and feel like you were at a daycare with toys everywhere you look. That's not my thing. Some people don't mind it. My sister Her house looks like a Toys R Us exploded in her living room. 1,400 puzzle pieces and dump trucks around does not bother my sister one bit. Me, I'm already getting anxiety about it. As a matter of fact, let me pop a Xanax right now while I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Just kidding. I just like to keep my stuff neat and clean and organized for the most part. When I die, I told my husband, throw a Swiffer wet jet in a vacuum in my casket and call it a day. As far as my favorite cleaners go and the things I reach for the most, I gotta say, and we've had this conversation in my private Facebook group, Lisa Page made me do it. The Swiffer wet jet has been a huge hot topic. I love it. I have two. 
One for tile, you know, for my kids' bathrooms. I have this stone in our laundry room and in the back part of our house. I have a Swiffer wet jet for that. And then I have the Swiffer wet jet hardwood because it uses a different solution, but it picks up so much dirt, you would die. I used the Bona mop in that solution for years. And then, I don't know, maybe a year ago or possibly a year and a half ago, I decided like on a whim, I was at Target. I'm like, oh, let me just try this with wet jets. And I love them. Not only do they pick up everything, but the mops have lights on them. Two little lights in the front. Do you know how badass that is? Like my cleaning, my floor cleaning has jumped to the next level because of these little lights. They're amazing. They're amazing. So the Swiffer Wet Jets, those are what I use for everything. My cleaning girl will use a real mop, but Lisa Page ain't got time for that. For surface cleaning, I use mostly Mrs. Myers or Method from Target. Like everybody else, and don't lie, you do it too, I switch up the scents based on the season we're in. I did overuse that acorn spice from Target. Pumpkin spice is disgusting, or pumpkin pie. That's what it's called, pumpkin pie. Oh, forget about it. Now we're into Snowdrop. I'm using that one. And then around Christmas, we will jump to the Iowa pine. And then when spring hits, I go for grapefruit or lavender. As far as stain removers go, Barbasol shaving cream is so good and nobody knows about it. My mom, yes, memes coming through with the stain removal. $2.89 a can. That's what you want. That's what I use. I have a Barbasol in like every other bathroom in my house. It gets up every stain. Swear on my kids. I will never forget this. The first house we lived in when we came to Dallas, we were probably in that house for a year and a half, but we were uh, renting at the time and the people that owned the house wanted to sell it. So of course there was a lot of showings happening, which was very annoying having two kids, but whatever, we got through it. But I do recall my mom visiting at the time and it was right before we had a couple coming to look at the house. So I was doing that quick, run through every single bathroom, trying to empty all the trash cans and get out of the house before the people showed up. Well, I'm running up the back staircase, okay? We had white carpet, like really nice, expensive white carpet on the stairs. And I look behind me and there's a trail of red Gatorade that leaked out through the garbage bag. So now I'm losing my shit. These people are coming in 10 minutes. I have to get out of here. And now I've got a red Gatorade juice stain going up 12 million stairs. So my mom's like, calm down, calm down. Memes to the rescue. Got her can of Barbasol out and we started scrubbing. And sure enough, the Gatorade lifted and no red stains. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Marlene, AKA memes for coming to the rescue and getting this red Gatorade off this white carpet. It was a glorious moment. And from that point on, I was a believer of Barbasol. Another fantastic stain remover is Folex. It's cheap. You can get it on Amazon. You can find it at any grocery store. I always have a bottle of that on hand. And when it comes to glass cleaners, I only use that Safeway generic glass cleaner brand. You can get it at World Market, Target, any grocery store, on Amazon. It's the best glass cleaner that I've ever used. Like screw Windex. This stuff is awesome. I use it on all the glass in my house. 
So there you go. Um, that's kind of the decluttering slash cleaning products episode that a few of you requested. I hope that you got something out of this. I hope so. Or that means I've just been talking to myself for the last 20 minutes. But then again, what else is new? All right, before I go and officially wrap this episode up, I gotta play you my favorite song of the week. I have no idea where this guy came from or who he is because I don't play him on my show. But this is Bryce Vine with Loud Luxury. It's called I'm Not All Right. It starts off kind of like folky and then the beat kicks in and it gets very clubby, very fast. And that's why I love it. Here's the hook of this song. Again, it's called I'm Not All Right. Here we go. Yes. Yes. Like if I was teaching a spin class right now, we would be out of the saddle for sure. Again, this song is by Bryce Vine in Loud Luxury. All the things I don't do, drink and smoke. Occasionally, I drink. Like one drink. Nah, all right. Okay, okay. So then we get back into like the folksy. Is that a word? Folky part of the song. All right. That's it. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Lisa Page made me do it. Have a good one. Got no patience, conversation, driving you up the wall. I'm in perfect York, that is no sarcasm at all. You say you're sorry, but don't know what you're sorry for. No, no point in keeping score. You like to drink and to smoke.